Welcome to Master Your Life Podcast. Uh, welcome, some welcome all. I am your co-host, King Harris. I'm here with my co-host, Tia. Uh, we're extra excited about this new episode. Uh, tune in. Um, let's talk a little bit, but tell them a little bit, Tia. So this podcast will help you on your journey through life. Love, faith, believing, relationships, women, men. All of these are a host of topics we'll cover this season. So I hope you're ready. Our goal is to help you understand yourself and the different parts of you. Once that is achieved, your natural feminine or masculine energy will flow effortlessly. That's good. So here's what I encourage all of the listeners to do, uh, whether you're following us via you know, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Uh, go back and the, this new season, this started season two, uh, listen to episodes one and two. This will kind of gear you for the new season and the new uh, episodes where we jump into some crazy good knowledge. But we're going to hand it back. We want Tia to tell us a little bit about something. Yes. So a word from our sponsors. Supernatural Hair Care has what you need if you have no clue where to start with your natural hair. Or you just need some help. These products will make your hair strong and healthy. Run over to shcbeauty.com and get yourself a Supernatural Hair Care Kit. You'll thank me later. Okay. So now I want us to get into this episode. Please give us some background on what we're doing today. So just a little background. So uh, catch up with us through season two. Um, we were at a wonderful location. Um, we talked about the greatest, strongest, positive emotion that that men have through masculinity. And we found out that's love. So what we want to do is we want to kind of flip the script. I, won't, I don't want to say flip, but we want to go in and different direction and talk about the most powerful negative emotion. And this is an emotion that men we deal with from day to day. And it comes with it comes with the territory. So you know what I you know what I mean to you when I say it comes with the territory. It comes with being a part of a man, I'm guessing. Similar, but it's just things we deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, okay, so what is this emotion? I'm dying to know. See, okay, so the emotion, so since we understand the positive point, we have to understand the negative. So a little background, you know, you need the positive and the negative to make the lights go on. Come on. So the, the extreme form of this negative emotion is called rage. Now, you get to rage through anger. And to be... A man rages normal at sometimes, and you have to learn to actually, for lack of a better word, you have to learn to control it. You have to learn to channel it. So, what causes this rage? Where does it come from? I know you said being a man, but like, what is the real trigger for this? The real trigger for this is society, and. Society for men is a little bit tougher than it is for women. So I know we've all heard the the clip where Chris Rock tells us about the only person that experiences unconditional love is women, babies, and dogs, which is 100% true because men, we're, we're faced with the day-to-day process to 
make sure that life is comfortable, life is achievable. Everybody has a goal in mind. And when I say everybody, we have to not only do it as a man, we not only do it for our intermediate family, we have to do it for other family, and we also have to get everybody, you know, encompassed as a whole. So that stress or that need to to perform in a society where there are so many walls, it can lead to a very stressful climatic point. So when I say climatic, for women, it's a little different. Like, and you might be able to, you know, hint to this, but life may be stressful, but the need to perform as a man is a little bit different. If you don't perform, you, you, a lot of things can go wrong and there's a lot of variables that can make things not or not happen or happen. So rage is a, a very strong emotion. Now, most people that are listening, I'm like, okay, rage, I don't really feel rage. Well, you do. And you have to embrace it. So if you're angry at some point, if when you lose control, that becomes rage. So when I heard you start off with this topic, you brought up how society is the trigger for why men go into rage or feel rage or it starts with anger. I want to kind of dig a little deeper into that because though, you know, we can't necessarily compare struggles between men and women because we, we have our unique challenges that I don't necessarily think should be compared. They're apples and oranges, in my opinion. What I want to get to is how rate or how society has all these walls up against you, basically all the odds stacked against you, how that right. pushes you to rage. And then how you can take that rage and in turn make something, I guess, more positive out of it. How do you use that rage? So, so everybody's listening to me. Which what we must come to the conclusion, or must come to the agreement that life for a man is supposed to be tough. We we take on that challenge the day we're born. Um, nobody pats us on the back. Nobody gives us any pamphlet or booklet. Being a man will be tough, and the quicker you accept that and own that, you can get to this next emotion. And that emotion is, there. there's a list of emotions you have to get to, but the next one you just pretty much get to is gratitude. And you begin to be thankful for all the opportunities you do have. Rage comes in a point where um, you have to actually see something that you want so desperately and just be able to see it, but not be able to get to it based on the walls and their and the different things that are put up to stop you. So you ever been to, I know you've been to like a store and you see things through the window, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to that store and you see things through the window, but there's a price tag to which you have enough money for it, but not enough to buy it. So in society, in America, that happens to men a lot. We see something we want. We map out a plan, but then we figure, we find out that that plan sometimes 
is not is inefficient. It doesn't get you there. And when it doesn't, it leads to anger. And then when it when it consumes you, that's where the rage comes from. So understand, you don't get to rage overnight. You get there by seeing what you want, seeing what you want, and then society putting up X amount of useless walls that make you become inflamed or extra angry because you know you can have it, but you can't have it. I want to give a special, I guess, note to not just men, but to black men, because I can actually make that comparison. I would think that black men have it way harder than any other race in this country. And there's a quote um, to be African-American or to be black in America and relatively conscious is to be enraged almost all the time. And I think that is sometimes looked at as an extreme, Thank but you. it is very true. Because when you, when you open your eyes and you see all, like you, like you said, all the walls stacked against you, all the odds not in your favor, if you are conscious, it can't, you can't help but to, like you said, be enraged. So I, I, can, I concur with what you're saying. So, but we also got to understand this, like there are systems set in place and I can't speak for all men, but I can speak for African-American men. There's systems set in place, which it causes you not just to trip up, but it causes you not to reach these goals that you have. Think about men in general. We just want one thing. We want to be able to, to see what we want and to be able to accomplish them. Society sometimes sets up insurmountable uh, obstacles where it's like if you get over the first one, there's a second one to get to. If you get over the second one, there's a third one, and so on and so on. But what I'm telling you is rage allows you to not only see the obstacle, but it allows you to be mad at your circumstance and to want something different. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm saying. Men, when you're listening or you, you go through this, I'm saying... Allow those circumstances to happen and take those good things that, um, that you can do today. Uh, get a good plan. And then from that plan, you begin to map a road or a map a, a series of things you can do to be successful. And the way you get that success is you wake up every day. And I tell Tia this plenty of times. And you wake up every day with a chip on your shoulder. And that chip still allows you to be angry, but then it allows you to carry out the plan. Because you know the only way you're going to accomplish those goals or those dreams is you have to, you have to get up every day and you have to do something. You have to do something about it. You, you, do you follow me? You have to do I'll something about you. it. So we can, from there, get into basically the pros and cons of rage. Wow, the pros and cons. So let's just start with the pros. The pros make you, it makes you active. It makes you create a doable, workable plan. It also, one of the pros is it allows you to revamp that plan. Look, if you're experiencing some trouble, it's okay to go back and revamp the plan. You know, start over, do it again, you know, make it happen. Take this time and survey your life. Decide those friends that aren't working for you. Decide to exit them out. Decide to find new friends. If that person or that woman isn't supporting you in everything you do, 
decide to exit them out your life because it only hinders you from going farther. It's okay. We, we, we've been through multiple situations, but the pro in that is you can see what it is that you need to do, and you can now do it. You control every aspect. And the cons of all of that, the cons of rage is it can consume you. It can make you do some things that are utterly sinister. It can make you do it to other people. It will make you, uh, it'll make you take actions that aren't like you. So case in point, or EI example, <laughs> what I want to share is there's been a news clip about the Alabama football player that really, he did a heinous act in, in, the, in the state of rage. And he basically killed a young lady because she wouldn't talk to him the way he wanted her to. He was interested and his feelings weren't um, returned. So I'm not going to talk about the whole uh, philosophical point. Let's just, let's just agree with this young man. Let's say he's right and she should have did it. And the reason why I have to do this for a talking point to help you understand how rage operates if he was right and he wanted this individual, as a man, you have to take, now you have to take a step back. You have to survey your landscape and decide what's better for you. How do you achieve this goal? What's obtainable? Some goals, uh, some goals are not just unobtainable, but certain goals are obtainable with an attainable plan. So if I, if I plan on running a mile, I don't wake up tonight and say I want to run a mile. I, I start, I think, and I, and I plan the strategy and get me some good shoes, maybe a cute little running outfit, and I start to do it. So what his ultimate downfall was, as a man, nobody tells you about these emotions. This rage is a part of you. This rage you must learn to control. If he's been... A, he has, this has been more than one occasion that he's been enraged. And, it, and sometimes football for men is an outlet. So I'm going to pause for a moment. Like Sometimes women, and if you have significant others, sometimes that male camaraderie helps them release the rage. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm his only partner. No, no, sweetie, don't, don't do that. Those help him. Those are moments of calms in the storm where he can talk it over with another individual, another male, and we can now point them in the right direction. One thing about being a man, it's only men that can teach you this stuff. So I would say emotionally strong men, <laughs> not just men, because that may not necessarily be good advice. Emotionally strong men, yes, 100% Because if you're talking to just more people who are egging it on, then that's a horrible situation. But <laughs> I get what you're saying. No, no, you're, you're right, 100% right. Uh, mostly strong men. And usually those men, and a lot of men are not going to like this, usually men are mostly stronger over the age of 35. Why? Because at the age of 35, men come to a great awakening. And the awakening is you can get about living your life or you can, you can lose it all in one day. And if you understand you made it to 35, that means you have something to give back and you have something to offer this world. So as a young man, if you're under the age of 35, your job is now to identify these motions Put your life into a plan. Don't get a young lady pregnant and just begin to live what God has given you. How do you find that gift? It's in you. It's always been in you. 
you have to decide that this is something that you want to do and decide what it is your goals and your aspirations are. The rage comes in seeing the obstacles and knowing that they're always going to be there. No matter what I do, it's always going to be there. No matter what King does, I cannot erase the fact that I'm black in America. I cannot erase the fact that there are systems in play that make sure I don't have access to a certain amount of wealth. So what did I do? Started my own business. I started my own financial agency. I looked into financial products. I began to help other people do the same. Like there is no door that they can keep me out of. Why? There's always a back door that I'm willing to open. But you know what keeps me looking? Rage does. Because they don't have to do all this. So I agree with you guys. They don't have to do none of this. But they choose to. And they choose to make life hard simply to weed out those that are weak. So if you're weak in this moment, like Tia said, latch on to somebody that's strong. So those strong men, like, like, who, like who would be the strong men in your life? Who, me? Yes. <laughs> the strong men in my life. I would say my mentor. I would say you. I would say my brothers, um, my father, my stepfather. I have great men in my life. I'm very blessed <laughs> to so, have that. So let's, let's, can we just put a pin in your father? So let's, mm-hmm. what is the greatest thing that your father ever taught you or told you? Or what's the, what's the thing that stuck out to you the most? I can't answer this question on the spot. Best thing my father has ever told me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is gonna take some thinking. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> you're, not kind of you're not good at that one. <laughs> no. You know the best thing my father ever taught me. Mm-hmm. He taught me to stand up straight, look people in the eye, and shake their hand. Mm-hmm. He said, "Let them know that they're not better than you." And EI reverse. And why I say EI reverse is sometimes we'll think um, people are better than us or. Let's get a little scripture and biblical. The Bible says, if you believe those nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? Mm-hmm. So any room I walk into, any platform I'm on, nobody's better than me, period. That's just it. And Tia will tell you, and I know she 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 likes to look a little, but I just tell you, like, I'm, I'm the best person here. There's nobody that's going to offer better insight. There's nobody's going to offer. But that comes from... You know, catching you channeling that rage. Hmm. Like my father, he taught me one time, and there was a, I was like in elementary school. This is a quick story, story time. Um, I was in elementary school, and and a lot of men can agree with this. Um, I got heartbroken. It was a young lady I was interested in. I'm not gonna say her name because she's probably watching this. And <laughs> I was hurt because I came back home and I was like, Dad, she she didn't want to be my Valentine. So do you know what my dad told me to you? What did he say? Take a guess for the audience. I don't want to say anything. This is the price is right. He's willing to play along. <laughs> what I was going to say was not appropriate for this at all. Oh, it's very, it's very appropriate. You got like uh, tons of people watching this. <laughs> in, in kinder words, forget about her. Love it. Thank you. Yes. That's not what he said, though. He said, he said, son, she wants you. She doesn't want you today. He said, so this is what I want you to do. 
He was like, I want you to now do more chores around the house. I'm going to pay you to do these chores. He said, then I want you to keep some money in your pocket. He said, when you go to that bake sale line, he said, buy everybody a cookie except her. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I thought I was joking. <laughs> buy everybody a cookie except her. And then make her come and ask for one. That way she has to ask your name. He said, what's important is the dialogue. He said, you don't have to prove much. There. Just make her think the dialogue. I was like, I got to buy everybody cookies. Everybody cookie. Everybody in class. Everybody. <laughs> and I did it. And, it. and it worked. But this is how fate had it. Like her parents moved out of town like the next year. <laughs> but we had established a dialogue because she understood that it was just a simple barrier. And sometimes these barriers come down easily than we think. And it doesn't take a lot. You know, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't take a lot. That That's crazy that he would have you do that. I know, right? <laughs> but I guess it worked. It was effective. So to that point, you had your feelings hurt in the moment. And, you know, I, it wasn't love, of course. But, you know, it's one of those emotions that start before love. So yeah, I think my, it's like the prequel of love. Yeah, the prequel of love. So, And this, you know, honestly, this could have had a, a negative... As a man, it could have affected me negatively. But my dad was so inspirational. He would tell me to do things that literally would help shape and mold my future. And my dad was always telling me things that were, I call it, a little abstract. Mm-hmm. But he meant it in a today sense. And it being abstract was, wasn't bad, but I, it, in other words, it wasn't a lesson for today. It was always a lesson for tomorrow. Hmm. And from that, can I just say I do the same thing today? <laughs> <laughs> I believe you on like, a different scale. Honestly, if, if you watch me alive, you know me. It's like, they'll take you back down some, some memory lines. It was like, look, there is a level to which you can't keep me out of. There's a level to what you can. It's so funny. I mean, I, I would, I would, I would upgrade it and call it structure now. I would call it strategy. Have you not done the same? <laughs> I have never done that before. No. Have you not got some something for somebody else in the hopes of getting attention from somebody else? Um, maybe and, on the pettiest, smallest scale, where I don't even remember. Women are the author of this. And you're I just, don't think. I can't think of a time where I've done that. <laughs> that is that is like maybe actually I take that back because I just thought of a scenario, but I don't want to. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look, do y'all see what I'm saying? Like, I, at least I'm honest about my. I own mine. You know, it's what I'm funny. I, I never thought that. that's what I was doing, but actually, you might. That be is right. you. You you were basically you were crafting your way to get attention from the most smallest parts, but. It's like being in the gym, lifting smaller weights. Now, do I do that now? Yes, okay. So let's take it full circle. Like, okay, King, what are you talking about? The Bible says a man's gift will make room for him. You can take that in the literal sense or you can take it in the physical sense. If you don't like me, all I got to do is keep giving you stuff. Isn't that what the federal government does for everybody that's on benefits? You don't like them, but they keep giving you stuff. Literally, if you got somebody in your life that don't like you, promise, just give them, give them a gift. And then see how that changes your whole trajectory of your friendship. They want to like you today. 
I give you something today, by tomorrow, I'm your best friend. But it takes you to understand that. Like, as a man, you have to grasp hold of that. And you have to understand that just because I lost the battle, I could still win the war. And it requires a niche plan. It requires that you don't give in to the negative part of rage. So, and actually, love is just as important. Love kind of helps you identify what your rage can be. So, why is it just as important? Because it's as, it's as I want to say it's as polar opposite, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So, love can, you can use love in a minimal sense and a maximum sense. So, when you overdo love, it becomes lust and it drives you to insanity. Rage is similar. Rage can help you plan out a great plan to do great things. Just like, for instance, rage helped scientists come up with a vaccination for coronavirus. Why? They were losing loved ones. They were losing everybody that mattered. And because they wanted this to end, because there were some doctors, and I'm going to use the word hell-bent on fixing the problem, they literally helped the world come up with a solution for said disease. Hmm. So rage has his beauty in certain. You, you ever been rage? You, you ever been so mad sometimes? And I'm going to help women with this. You ever been so mad sometimes you clean your whole house up and people are like, what's going on? I'm mad at him. You got to channel that energy. Exactly. You channel the energy yeah. for, for positive. So the young man that's at Alabama, you know, Alabama, and we committed the act, the point is he channeled the energy in the wrong way. He wanted and he wanted it now, and that's not what we do. As men, we have to own our own stuff. We have to choose to be important. You have to choose to know that you'll be important when it's time. All of that. I love that you that you spoke so you know well on this because this message is important because if not, we won't just have we'll have a generation of young men and just people in general, women too, Correct. people who, who do not know how to, you know, be held accountable for any of their actions, for people who just don't care about the consequences or they don't even think about the consequences in their of their actions. So this message is, is very important. Thank you for, for speaking to it. Oh, man, you know. So normally I do, I do the closing remarks, but I think we're going to, is it okay to you if you just take a quick sound bite from today and you just give us something that you learned about men? <laughs> okay. Well, as I just said, I know how important it is for young black men to be able to control their anger. It's very common to grow up in a household or see young black men who are just angry and they don't know what to do about it. So they take it out on other people, they take it out on themselves, they take it out in their actions, and they never really are able to reach their potential because they're viewing life through the wrong lens because they don't have that guidance. They don't have this message that you're speaking to today. So I think it's just so important for whoever is listening just to be that that voice, that voice of reason for young black men in America. And just grown men too, because if they didn't get it as a child, it's very likely they probably don't have it now. So 
being that voice of reason for somebody else, I think is very important. And wow, I couldn't have said it better. I, I love that. Being that voice of reason. And that's usually like what rage is. And I'll say this in 30 seconds or less. Rage helps us identify who we are. And if rage caused you to do something extremely negative, it only brought out what's on the inside of you. So he's like, King, how do I, how do I change what's on the inside of me? Choose to change it. It's your choice. You don't have to do certain things. You can choose to be great. You don't have to run down certain paths. You don't have to allow people to take you there. You can literally opt out not to do certain things. And it's okay. You're not a coward. You never quit. You could choose to take rage and do something very positive. Like, I've seen people create wonderful masterpieces. Like, Vincent Van Gogh was always enraged. He created the best work ever. But in that rage, you must identify who you are. And that's sometimes where you find the light at. The light is going through the darkness and deciding what to do in the correct situation. So keep listening. Uh, we probably will come with a part two and we'll talk about the women's most strongest emotion. Keep listening. There'll be other goodies and things in here. Uh, everybody that joined us everywhere, I know this is good and it's trending. So stay tuned. Um, I think that's it. Anything else? No. We'll see y'all next episode. Peace and love.